feel like summer Is it true that Kanye like tried to get close with the Obamas and couldn't? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good. It's question. that whole thing in uh, feels in uh, feels like summer where oh yeah, where Michelle hugs him and yeah. he cries and yeah, it's Kanye. very yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's so, like read into that whole music video, but don't. Hello, guys. Oh, um, no, I, welcome to RCR. 48 yeah it is 48 car shopping with mom i'm actually going to share this now on uh on my soch i need to wear my uh more fashionable eyeglasses mm. we're live mm. glenn Fittick. Eh, eh. yes i know this is super exciting but Look at it this way. Um, actually, I don't have a good answer to that question. Or, yeah. All right. So, setting that up so I can monitor the live chat in case it ever dips out. And here we go. I'm out of frame. Oh, yes. I'm putting on my watch. I'm out of frame. Talking in my shirt. I'm out of frame. Realizing that my butthole itches. Doesn't everybody's though? So basically, we're just going. Super chat is going to be available throughout the entire one, but instead of splitting it up, we're just going to muscle our way through the whole podcast. Of course, I say muscle it through, and it makes it sound like something like grueling, and it's not. It's fun, right? But uh, we will just talk for a bit, and eventually we'll get around to questions. Right. Um, we're we're under no rush or imperative. But. Right. And I got two windows open right here. Jacob Shapiro, I see you. Iced Ink, uh, you are going to be the first. The first two, but yeah. we stuff happened this week, and stuff Nick, did Nick I found an award. I have an Albie Award, uh, which apparently okay, I was wrong. I thought this was the award that you get from Boscovs for doing a good business in a very yeah. Vincent Adultman kind of way, but uh, this is apparently an award that my mother found at Goodwill and bought for a dollar fifty as a decoration for her home, and it looks a bit like Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice, but it is actually a Mrs. Albee who, uh, basically it's there's no name attached, so I am going to just read the thing. It's, congratulations in recognition of your President's Club sales achievements, and to honor your dedication, service, and leadership leadership we present you with this prestigious award created a fine hand-painted porcelain this figurine is a symbol of excellent excellence inspired by mrs pfe albie avon's very first representative so apparently this is what you get for Whoa, huh. selling avon products to a certain degree and it's you know the first award of some kind that I've ever really held. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. I got to hold an Oscar once at a display mm -hmm. and they are super heavy and really nice. And it was the best day of my life. And, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is from 1995. So this is a 23 year old award. And for 23, she's looking pretty great. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to keep her here because, and, and pretend that this is now an award winning podcast. So rock <laughs> and or roll. But yeah, the big thing that we were going to talk about was um, my mother is in the market for a new car. She retired after 
close to 35 years of teaching Mm -hmm. and she, you know, got her pension and, uh, you know, just, and from savings also. So it's a combination of factors, but Mm -hmm. now she feels she's actually able to comfortably afford a new car Mm -hmm. to within a certain price range. And so we, uh, she hasn't searched for a new car since basically, um, I want to say like 2007 when she got a Pontiac vibe from 2005 yeah. that my brother proceeded to wreck. But the the car that she was looking to get rid of is a Chevy Malibu LS from 2002. And that Did thing, she buy that off of Craigslist or something? No, she got it off of my grandmother, oh. bought it once she wasn't able to drive anymore. Okay. Uh, and so she bought it off of her and then that was kind of uh, became her car. But the strange thing about it is that she has very specific requirements for what she needs for a new car, which is primarily that uh, she needs like third row seats or like three rows of seating and uh, some measure of entertainment for the kids, whether it's the car itself being a Wi-Fi hotspot so that they can use their tablets, like their little play tablets to hook up to Netflix or something, Mm -hmm. or whether it's like an integrated entertainment system of some kind, Right. which granted, you know, I told her this is not going to be a cheap purchase, but we had no experience or basically like she had no, like cause my experience is limited. I don't have those types of uh, high maintenance needs for a car. But mm-hmm. so we went to Brian and well, I asked Brian if he would be cool with, you know, sort of brokering for us because we don't really know the ins and outs of what to look for, what questions to ask. Um, hmm, yeah, for, uh, Highlander <laughs> getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yes, that a Highlander shows up in this story. Yeah, we went to a dealership. Um, uh, which we will remain unnamed. Yeah, because yeah, I'm about to talk shit about the uh, <laughs> the salesperson who was doing his job. He was honest with us. He, he was honest. He yeah. used to be like a, a, a car wrangler, car wiper, maybe worked in parts, slight mechanic, yeah, this and that, and now moved up to sales. But he was like 22, 23. Yeah, I think you say he was like 23. And what I learned later through Twitter is that salespersons are a ping pong ball between the sales manager who sits in the little booth that you can never talk to, Mm. who they have to go back to to get a price, and you sitting at a table, catty corner on the other end. Yeah. So their purpose is to just show show you the car and go back and forth and do this negotiation thing. I talked to a... Uh, Neil Roberts, uh, also known as the uh, real Neil. Ah. And he said, yeah, when people go back there, I always stop the guy and say, why don't you go bring me the manager before you start the shit, before you start the shit. Yeah. Now, Neil doesn't give a fuck. So he will just say that stuff. Now, I, I want to be nice and I wanted to be nice to this guy and, and everything was okay. So, um, uh, the Subaru Ascent is on the list. It's the most expensive option. And, on the lot was a 2015 Toyota Highlander. When your mom test drove it, she didn't really say anything. And then when we pulled it back into the parking spot, uh, the salesperson asked, so do you like it? 
Does it fit your needs? And your mom said, yeah, I like it. And then you said, but there's a butt in there. Yeah, there was a butt. And in there. she just sort of trailed off and didn't say anything. Yeah, well, she, she was kind of like, there's not a butt in a way that implies yet another butt. <laughs> yeah. Come. Like, there's not a butt, but, you know, uh, but then she just never said anything. And it's strange in that, like, my mom is so unused. She's the tiniest lady and super, like, you I know. I was watching that when she was adjusting the leather. The seat yeah. was going, <laughs> that yeah. seat was going up. Yeah, I'm like, she's going to max out the height of this seat. Before, before. And I'm thinking because the, the, the Highlander is a tall vehicle. Yeah, it is. And I, I had this moment when I saw that there was no clicker on the remote to lower the rear hatch. Mm. Now, there is an electric button, but it is what you have to get to it at the top of the hatch. Not a problem with you or me, but I'm wondering if your mom has stuff, if that's going to be a stretch. Well, my mom, uh, even in the Malibu LS, she drives sitting on a cushion, not really partially mm. for height things, but also for comfort, you okay. know, but the big reason for this sort of Highlander consideration mm -hmm. is because like my mom right now is visiting my sister in Jersey and uh, visiting the grandkids. And w when we go on our big road trips, like our family road trips together, you know, it's me, my brother, my sister, my mom, the three kids, and then my oldest step nephew who comes along to kind of help babysit because he's good with the kids and uh, he's their older brother. And it's kind of this huge hodgepodge of humanity in a very um, sort of, you know, just crunched in claustrophobic space, even in the Honda Odyssey that my sister drives, uh -huh. uh, which I mean, granted, OK, it's not claustrophobic in there. It's just that I think the arrangement of how the seats are, because, you know, you get like a child seat in front and a child seat in back. And then, you know, the youngest child is wants to be up front with my mom because yeah. like they're close and everything. It's just uh, the things that we were kind of thinking of. Like the, the ascent was the guidepost for kind of what we were looking for, because you gave me the brochure from that Joey with the ascent gave yeah. you. And I'm like, here, Ma, look at this. And, you know, it's just like, this is a cool option. Now, granted, I'm telling her, you know, don't marry yourself to this idea because you're not going to find any used ones because this mm -hmm. is a 2019 car. But you're basically looking for something in this realm. Yeah. And. I think a lot of it was that we went in to kind of look at the Ascent to just kind of gauge what that type of car was. So I almost feel like I made a mistake in kind of being like, hey, we want to look at an Ascent because it gave off the impression to the car salesman that we were working with a greater budget than we were. Now, granted, right. like my mom in theory could have afforded the Ascent, like possibly, Oh, like, this is my first time here in, in theory. I thought she had the cash. No, 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 right. she did. Uh, I'm just saying, like, it's, I say in theory because she's not going to be happy with, oh, like, spending okay. that much. So yeah. I say in theory because really the upper limit of what she wanted to spend was 32. Like, that was as far as she was going to be willing to go. And preferably, like, she would have to kind of talk herself into going that high. So it was really looking for something in, like, the low teens, mid-20s, or, or high teens, mid-20s. But, yeah, she could have bought the Ascent, but it's one of those things where, okay, they only had the... Um, 
the premium and the touring. They were out of base models. Right. And then they said that they would have had to put in an order for a base model. Right. Uh, with the third row seat in the, the, in mm-hmm. the like that. Yeah. But it would have essentially been all this hubbub of ordering and building things up from the ground up mm-hmm. for something that. I'm not sure my mom was going to commit to anyway. Right. She is very in the looking phase right now. Yeah. It's not. And I told my mom before we left of just, hey, you know, be willing to walk away. She's like, oh, I'll, I have no problem walking away. Good. And it's the thing of with the Highlander, I, like there was a moment where you were talking to the sales uh, rep and I like pulled my mom aside and I was like, okay, so um, you don't need the Simon eyes. <laughs> Or the the, mm-hmm. the extended warranty because it's a Toyota yeah. and it has thirty six thousand miles on it. Yeah. Like, what are you really gonna? And I had assumed that my mom was gonna want those things because, in my mind, she's always been sort of a peace of mind type of person. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, maybe I don't need it, but what if I do? But instead, she was just kind of like, oh well, if I don't need it, then screw it. Like, it yeah. was just it was very New Yorker her coming okay. out. Because she's lived in, I think, every one of the five boroughs, like, growing up, except one. The thing I would recommend for whatever car she eventually chooses, and this is something you and I can do together. Yeah. um, Is that whatever car she chooses is going to be street parked. Mm Mm-hmm. And so a lot of stuff happens to a car when it's street parked. Yeah. I say we go on uh, eBay and just do what I did with the MR2 and buy... Two rolls of that 3M paint protection film hmm. where you wash the car and you just put that clear plastic film yeah. on like those lower part of the doors. Like everything that's going to hit these doors and like scuffs and stuff, like stuff around the wheels, you're good. You yeah. Ha- you won't hit the paint. Yeah. So that could that could be a thing like it way better than any uh, than any. uh uh warranty or extended warranty is a roll of 3m uh paint protection film yeah so people um in the chat are saying why do you need three rows and it's funny like after we got back from this i watched this like joey diaz compilation of when he's just riffing yeah and he was just doing the doing some crowd work where you're from where you're from puerto or puerto rican and then he goes on this rant about yo when i was at northburg in new jersey i'm telling the puerto ricans they know how to party you know you you see their car coming up you know 10 people get out of it you're ready for that what you're not ready for that is the couch that comes out of the car that follows (laughs) they're down there on the hudson river they're they're having a cookout they got their maracas they're dancing i'll tell you i'm you know like i'm cuban man them puerto ricans they make something out of nothing and so there was this one moment like 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 I if like I could rewind the clock to have that line where you could tell that the salesman like was kind of questioning why do you need why do you need eight seats and if you go back it's like Puerto Rican family yeah 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 we, we go everywhere together like I go visit my sister for the Thanksgiving weekend and uh, sometimes for Christmas not all the time sometimes she comes down here but basically. When we go to the mall to get our family <laughs> Christmas pictures taken, because, you know, it's timeless, um, the whole 
thing is that we all have to climb into the same car. Now, in theory, we don't have to. Like, I could just drive. <laughs> till, it's an hour and a half. Like, yeah. What am I going to? Yeah, but still, it's one of those things where we need just obscene amounts of seating. And, like, the entertainment thing is almost as important as the seating. Yeah. Just because it's small children and you just want them to, like, shut up. Yeah. Like, you love them to death, but you just want them to be quiet. Yeah. And that's the the line that you said in the ascent about, you know, childhood being in bondage. Yeah. That's more or less what it is for them of mm -hmm. like being in the car is a thing I don't want to have to be right. in. And I feel like that's a disconnect from our generation where, you know, going on long road trips. OK, maybe it wasn't ideal to necessarily go somewhere where you didn't necessarily want to go but like the experience of being in the car and sort of this is a rolling home to yeah. me like that's kind of how i was with my mom's like uh eagle mm. like that's kind of i got used to it i just remember the seats and i remember you know the just the smell it's mm. this thing of where you know people don't become accustomed to their cars anymore because they view it as this through this almost adversarial lens of not wanting this is the to, family bus. Yeah. Of just like, Oh, this again, we got to yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. Um, which is strange because like as a kid, I didn't really want to stay home that often. Yeah. But granted, unless my friends were all out playing because I lived in a neighborhood that was just packed to the gills with kids. And we yeah. were always doing like baseball games because I lived in this uh, pr housing project that had this just enormous field in the back of everyone's. It was just a rectangular thing but like in the back of that rectangle or in the center of that rectangle yeah. was a giant field yeah there's always something going on bicycles everywhere. yeah bicycle races. none of them have none of them use their kickstands mm. they're just over yeah no no over. no they're over. i was the only one who used a kickstand <laughs> because i was terrified that like if this bike if i wrecked this bike oh, eric Pedersen's in the hey, chat hey eric hey well hello there how have you been i need to make a trip out there before i'm married congratulations, congratulations. eric would you be get uh would you be against doing a bachelor party? I'm like I my idea of a bachelor party is going go-karting. <laughs> so like every bachelor party I was a part of, I endured. Uh I've never actually been to a bachelor party before. Uh, well, everybody and all my friends, we got married or they got married in their 30s. So it was kind of like 30-year-old stuff. I mean yeah, you go to a bunch of breweries. I liked going golfing, but I get bored after six holes, so whatever. Um, I feel like there's a sex joke in there somewhere. And, <laughs> and I've never been to a strip club, and I have no uh, desire to go. Oh, you've never been to a strip club before? Never been to a strip you club. You are not missing anything. Okay. Uh, that is one of those places where you're sad, You're more sad than excited. I can um, see myself feeling that way. Because you, instead of seeing titillation, you're sort of writing this narrative in your head of what brought them yeah. to this point. And now, granted, I'm all about sex positivity, and there are some women who choose that job because they feel that sex positivity. They feel that empowerment you know that you get mm -hmm. from maybe you know being the center of attention and being able to make money from just you know your the gifts that god gave you yeah but uh for some people it's a means to an end and i feel like every time i went to a strip club i got that weird skeezy feeling that 
I was kind of being silently judged for being there. Yeah. And I didn't really enjoy it. And I, I mean, I never got like a private lap dance or anything. I basically, as close as I sat to the stage, strangely enough, both times that I went to a strip, no, well, three times I went to a strip club, I was all dragged by that ex-girlfriend of mine. And she was just kind of like interested in going there. But, you know, it is what it is. Huh. Mm. Anyway. But, so the sales recently graduated college kid who was just doing what he could yeah but the thing is the highlander that we looked at didn't have a price on it which was uh oh for me i was expecting it to be high but i wasn't expecting thirty two thousand dollars for a used highlander and that was well, now was ten thousand dollars higher than what was reasonable yeah it was 29 and then with added fees like the 32. notary and and it came out to 32 like, no, and no, that no, was no, like no, no. i was expecting on the high end maybe 23 yeah like maybe 23 yeah, but not 32 not 32 and that yeah. wasn't even an upscaled one i mean it had leather great but yeah but it was a three-year-old model yeah four if you Fuck count the that. year it actually came out yeah you know because it's it's just strange that I mean, his big line that I thought was kind of strange was, you know, the internet has removed the ability of us to really wiggle, you know, or uh, of us to, like, manage. I don't think that was him talking. I think that was the manager being butthurt that he doesn't, un that customers are now coming into the dealership informed. Mm. That they're mad that, you know. I mean, because that, that kid, from our perspective, um... When we were when we were going through the test drive, he said that he had a WRX with a tune yeah. and stuff on that. So if he's in the WRX community and he's tuning and he has a boost controller, he knows well how negotiations work with Craigslist and used WRXs. Yeah. Oh, the internet removed our ability to wiggle. Well, then we'll just wiggle out the door. Yeah. We'll oh, that would be a fuck. Oh, that was a <laughs> that line. That would have been line. a line. Well, then we're going to wiggle mm. out the door. Here yeah. we go, everybody up and out. Yeah. But now, now I'm going to see that guy because it's a, it's a, it's a local dealership and I know people there. So yeah, it, I, you got I got to think in the long term. And then I did tell him that we did a regular car review. We're RCR. So now that's me. So if I'm a dick, then that means the guy from regular car reviews is a dick. And he was, the kid was just doing his job, you see, just yeah. doing how it, it was. Like, my thing was, I thought, I figured, you know, he immediately, because his thing was, when we said that that was kind of high for a Highlander, um, his immediate response was, well, then what was the use in looking at the ascent? He was totally butthurt. Yeah, he was like, it was literally, like, verbatim, what is the, what was the use of like, looking at the ascent, like it, it, he was upset that he thought we wasted his time. Yeah, which I mean, but like, and I understand, like, uh, like the the line, it, like Joey Diaz lines would have worked there. <laughs> like the real line would be, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, we're not talking about an ascent right it's, now. Yeah, we're talking about a Highlander. Yeah, it's not anybody's <laughs> business. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. Yeah, just you know, cool your areas. <laughs> but yeah, and it was kind of like that line when we were chatting on Messenger about it of that, you know, um, he kind of thought he was going to get to go home and smash, but yeah. he didn't even get like a kiss goodnight. Yeah. It's that. Because when you're 23, everything is sex. 
Yeah. In a Robert California kind Every, of way. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is closing the deal. Yeah. You know, you're just, you want to get your name up on the sales board. And for all we know, like, I don't know how long he was in, he's been in this position. Like this could have been potentially his first sale for yeah. all anyone knows. And he was really looking to close it. And Lord knows like we wanted to close something. Yeah. It's just that we didn't want to be, get, be taken for a ride. Right. You know, it's that thing of you know just because you have the money to get like just because my mom could have afforded an ascent doesn't mean that she's gonna pay that same premium on a four-year-old highlander yeah that doesn't have the same features and already you know uh i think like my mom was weird about like the bit of rust that was on like the it it showed up yeah if they would have done their job they would have at the bare minimum Taken the wheel off mm. on the lift, taken the whizzer or a green scrubby. Yeah. It's just surface rust, but just getting rid of it. Yeah. Or they they could have got some, and this is something I use on like motorcycle pipes or stuff that isn't finished. It's it's black stove polish paste. It's like if you have a wood burning stove or a coal stove, mm. they're iron. Iron rusts easily. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's any less structural, but it is unsightly. Mm. This is stuff, it's it's a black snot goo, and you just dab it on, <laughs> like, like those shoe polishes that used to be in that squeezy bottle with oh. little foam on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. It's that, but without the foam on the bottom. You're just supposed to put it in like an old rag or something, and just, and just dab it on, yeah. and just let it go, and it's a, actually a really nice matte finish. They huh. could have done that. But it is a thing. Like the thing about dealerships is that the cars are supposed to be presentable. Yeah. And in this case, it wasn't presentable. Is there yeah. anything wrong with a rusty, rusty brake disc? Well, no. But it, you can see it there. Yeah. And it's a thing. And it creates a narrative around the dealership in yeah. the sense that you suddenly feel less of a trust in what you're being presented. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, like they. Pro- I, I'm sure when the salesman went in that day, he didn't think he was going to be showing a Highlander. On the back end On the, the back, line. the way the hell back. And then they were two identical ones, and one was white and one was blue. There was no meaningful difference, between, except one had 5,000 more miles than the other. Yeah. So we took out the white one, even though yeah. it's like... I, I told my mom, like, why would you want a white car? <laughs> That's just kind of don't. You don't. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would have gone with the blue one. But like, and yeah. she, she, she was kind of saying how you know she would have preferred a different color. But yeah, um, I guess the rust thing really, I guess, wore on her in a way. Like, she kept bringing that up to me, like when you were like talking to the salesman, and I'm like that's an easy fix she's like yeah but still but still but still still, we have to remember that um talking to people who aren't deep into car culture and repairing their own vehicles and doing maintenance different visual characteristics of the car mean different things yeah i don't really pay attention to mileage all that much in cars I pay attention to who drove it before and if they did the required maintenance. High miles isn't really a problem unless you're talking about a vehicle like, well, like a Subaru from the mid-2000s, a naturally aspirated one that had the bad head gaskets. It does mean something if there's no documented proof that the head gaskets were done. A mileage really... 
you can have a 300,000 mile car and it will be okay if it's been meticulously maintained. Mm. I mean, is it going to affect the the price? Sure. But it's not going to affect it to the degree that the difference between a three... I don't see much difference between a 30,000-mile car and a 70,000-mile car. Um, it's really the life the car has led. Yeah. Um, and my mom's Malibu has seen some shit <laughs> over the past 16 years. Uh, so, uh, I think... If we want to continue looking, if you want to retain me <laughs> in this car shopping experience, which I'm happy to do. Absolutely. My mom would um, love for you to like continue to be our sort of broker in this because it's not that she doesn't trust me to do it. It's just that I don't trust me to do it. Okay. So um, basically, because you had, you had asked, um, would you like me to speak for you? And she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because the big thing is, is like... Like, you know what make you happy, like, price-wise, of, like, wanting to walk out of here. I think the Highlander, what, the number that you were like, what would I, make I, me happy? I wasn't happy was 15 for that thing. Yeah. 15 on the high-end 17. Yeah. Is what I think I would walk out of here feeling good with that. Yeah, because that's not... Ex there was some nonverbal communication for your mom that this isn't... That the Highlander is not what she's really looking for. Yeah. There's something, something about it, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think the next car we should look at is a Toyota Sienna. Mm -hmm. I asked her, are you against minivans? She said no. Yeah. A Toyota Sienna. Now, the Toyota Sienna, uh, she said she didn't want to go lower than 2015 in years. Yeah. Now, the Toyota Sienna went under a facelift, I think, in 2017. But the 2015s to, the, I think, the 2012s are all identical. Huh. Um, so there's no mechanical difference between them. So apart from maybe she just wants a newer car, which I totally understand. Well, she wants a newer car because she's worried about, like in her mind, an older car is going to have more problems. I see. And it's going to be harder okay. to get parts for it, blah, 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 that type of thing. But mm -hmm. I feel like if she finds something she really loves and it's yeah. like a 2014, I don't right. think she's necessarily going to completely rule it out. It's okay. just hard to, um, you know... It's just, I don't know. Oh, and for uh, Lenny Face for president, if she has a budget of around 32K, why go used? The reason is because we're factoring in uh, PA sales tax, uh, yeah. the tags, the, the title, like yeah. all this stuff. In addition to the fact that like, well, the reality more like it is that basically um, uh, anything that we could get new that would have, you know, eight passenger seating and an entertainment system mm -hmm. would run us closer to 40 than 32. And another thing I'm against new because it's going to be a street parked car and there goes all the new out of it. Yeah. It's Just a, buy a used car. Well, yeah. Like in front of my mom's home, there is a, uh, there's just a place where people yeah, go yeah, yeah. that isn't great. And um, yeah. this is without even getting into uh the trees that line the immediate area so that there's all sorts of bird, bird poop. Yeah. Yeah. Like my Mustang, every time I go over to like, you know, visit or do whatever we watch TV and stuff, 
and I basically use that as like an office now. Yeah, because <laughs> like, it's nice and quiet, and yeah, uh, she's hardly ever there because she's visiting yeah. people. But it's long story short is that it's kind of uh, easy for my car to get completely bombarded by Bird yeah. Duke, and I'm always just like, really, guys? Like, yeah, you couldn't like take a dump on literally the Geo Metro yeah, that yeah. is parked in front of me. It's yeah. literally a metro. Um. So yeah, Toyota Sienna, nearest ones in Lancaster. Um, entertainment is going to be tough, and but now we get to define what an in-car entertainment means. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. So the kids get motion sick having to read. I made that joke in uh the ascent review. I think it was where, or it might have been the Bu- Buick before it about. How, trying to entertain yourself with the choose your own adventure book before getting motion sick mm-hmm. and that's kind of from my personal experience of i can't read in a car without getting mm, yeah. horribly motion sick and apparently all the kids in the family have that exact same problem but if you put a tablet in front of their you know face they and have it on netflix you know they can watch whatever and they don't really think about it as reading even though there might be elements in a given episode of power rangers rpm right. that you know aren't necessarily uh uh just like it's reading it's watching it's right. still interacting but yeah it's nice we, we they just have like super cheap fire tablets for okay. kids so the ascent or other cars that have in in car wi-fi those things as we learned from um, Vite, the uh, oh, the uh, yeah. Ke- Kenneth Vite, yeah. uh, the uh, marketing guy, those systems, those Wi-Fi hotspots in a car, yeah. are their own subscription. Mm. You got to pay for that, which monthly. I have a Wi-Fi, like my phone, as part of what I pay for my plan. Yeah. I have mobile hotspot in there. Yeah. And so realistically, like if I'm in the car too, yeah. I can just use my phone and turning turn it into a Wi-Fi hotspot. Now, granted, you're getting not that much Wi-Fi. Right. Like it's not gonna be the strongest Wi-Fi, but it should be enough so that we don't all <sighs> have to oh, bless, <sighs> bless you. Uh but it should be enough so that we don't all have to listen to the soundtrack of the greatest showman for the eleventh time. No, it, it's okay. The mo- this movie came out last year called The Greatest Showman, and it's a musical about P.T. Barnum. And basically, its soundtrack was a huge, huge hit, even bigger in the UK where it was number one forever. And basically, you can't watch a talent show that has Simon Cowell on it without hearing a song from this friggin' movie, and it's driving me nuts. And so, basically, whenever I go to visit my sister, love them to death. Lo- I would lay down in the middle of the street and get run over by the aforementioned geo metro for any one of them but point is is that like how many times are you going to listen to you know this is the greatest show or or um you know any number of the weird songs that are in that movie and there's only like seven songs in the movie Mm. seven eight songs ish and it's just but it goes through you after a while and Mm. so i and even with my earbuds in you know i'm listening to podcasts rather than music so it's your that music is getting in and it's you know sort of that i don't know i just um, it's the 2018 version of the grease tape cassette mm. that would just stay in my mom's head unit 
and just reverse right through. That tape would never stop. Yeah. <laughs> Back and forth. Every single song. Uh, Grease Lightning and Summer Nights. and uh, at, least, at least Grease was great, though. Like, uh, I loved Grease. Just stranded at the drive-in. Oh, fuck that. Branded. Fuck everything about that song. <laughs> I well, I, this is karma for Late me. 90s. I'm stuck in the car before I could drive, and guess what? That's what we're listening to. Fucking Grease soundtrack. <laughs> Why was that movie so popular? Oh, like, it's parent. Oh, it's remember. It's it's the Wing of Dinga movie. <laughs> That's what it is. Remember the good times. Remember before black people. <laughs> it's like the 50s it it came out in that happy days era of it's the 1970s but we're reminiscing about the 50s kind of like how now abc sitcoms are reminiscent you got fresh off the boat which is reminiscing about the 90s you got the goldbergs which reminisces about the 80s um you got this new one coming up called the kids are all right which reminisces about the 70s they're literally going to try to have a family sitcom that is nostalgic for every decade of the past like 40 years yeah so it's just this incredibly strange thing of like when are we going to get this nostalgic thing about the 2000s where everybody's hair was terrible and uh you know superhero movies were generally bad except for sam raimi spider-man movies except for the third one which even then i'll kind of defend it but anyway yeah Uh. shopping for mom yeah so the next will be a toyota sienna a lot of other people said mazda cx9 you're going older with uh, i guess they still make the cx9 um the eight seater having those eight seats is going to limit us yeah having three rows in the back and the middle most people like to do the captain's chairs because that's what sells (laughs) um but the toyota sienna will do three rows in the middle three rows in the back um as far as in-car entertainment most of them had nothing um so i think my mom would actually be willing to budge on the entertainment thing i think the the seating is what's important to her more than anything else like if we have to listen to the greatest showman we have to listen to the greatest showman it's not going to be the end of the world um everybody else will just have you know their phones and listening to case file podcast Mm. and all that other stuff you know um i don't know it's just uh you never really think about it being this tough because my mom has such very specific you know requirements i guess Mm -hmm. but there are requirements that she's willing to budge on because she really really would prefer to have something by thanksgiving when we go to visit my sister because it's going to be a pain in the ass we have to take my mustang to get over there Mm -hmm. because i don't have the storage for all the crap she's gonna bring right and i say that with love but uh yeah and a, and an odyssey would maybe work uh people are saying that, that their their that their transmissions, transmissions aren't are... that good uh people other people saying tahoe expeditions well getting ahead of myself with eric's question that's a truck <laughs> that's a big fucking vehicle yeah and your mom is tiny mm-hmm we're getting into huge huge gas guzzling suvs granted lots of room hell yeah yeah um lots of trunk space great but this is a truck uh yeah and uh, and one of the questions my mom always asked was like how's the gas mileage and i'm like and i'm like ma the okay the venn diagram of cars that have eight seats uh (laughs) entertainment 
and are good on gas mileage. Like you're not, you're not going to get, you have to choose, you know, it's that old thing of like, all right, it can be done well. It can be done fast, but it can't be both. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just cheap, fast or good pick two. Yeah. Um, and she and her ears did perk up when she found out that the uh, Subaru sent once ninety seven or once a uh, premium gas. Yeah, that yeah. was another thing. And the Highlander can get away with cheap gas, and probably so can the uh, 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 Toyota Sienna because that that's a minivan that just t- takes cheap gas. Yeah, and she's driven minivans before, and she has no problem whatsoever with minivans. That My... may seat her better physically. Yeah, in, in the seat. My, my, like, I've always had the street parking concern, but again, it's like, who's going to really mess with a minivan? Toyota Sienna. Like, who cares? Beige Toyota Sienna. Yeah, my my sister's uh, Odyssey is beige. Yeah. So it's kind of that strange thing that, you know, you think what you want. Nush. Nush. Uh, I gotta say, oh, his YouTube name is Bobcat? I gotta write that down. Oh, that's Nush from, uh, uh, uh thanks for... You gave me 20 bucks? You're the guy who works. I'm the guy who fucks around. Okay, Nush, I gotta go buy you lunch or something like that. Thank you for $20, thank dollars, thank Nush. You. That's Nush from Moyer's Car Care. Uh, we got into this big hot sauce thing, and he gave me that hot sauce. Yeah, well, Nick was talking about Kia Sinona. I think since I'm reading chat, we should go to it now. Yeah, yeah. Although, one really quick thing... Yeah. Um, our friend Dominic Dolio recommended yeah, yeah, yeah. me this movie called The Driver from that is in full on YouTube. Uh, I don't know how it hasn't been taken down, uh, but I mean, the quality is pretty bad. But, you know, either way, it's every um, getaway driver movie you've ever seen. But it was like the first one. Oh, okay. So or presumably like one of the first ones. And it's. Stars Ryan O'Neal, Bruce Dern, you know, uh, this gorgeous Italian actress whose name I can't remember. Uh, and it's basically him wanting to, it's like the last job type thing. But the, the, the chase scenes are so good. Yeah. Like, it's from 1978 and it's just... Just watch the first 15 minutes. Like, at 14.59, you can just shut it off yeah. if you don't care. I mean, there are more cool chase scenes. But, I mean, just that opening chase scene, I wanted it to go on forever. And I was actually disappointed when it ended. Yeah. Because I was so invested, even though yeah. there was no real character or stakes yet. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a fantastic film. And I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, I mean, like none of the characters have names. Yeah. They all go the driver, the detective. Yeah, you know, it's just great. So yeah, in oh. Nush, if you're still watching right now, send me a private message on Instagram. If you're not doing anything and you want to come over here right now, you're more <laughs> than welcome to. Let me go get my phone just in case. Very nice. Also, my big recommendations for this month are uh the new season of BoJack Horseman. Now, here's the thing. If you have not been watching BoJack, whether you've given up on it or you've never seen it before in your life and you have a Netflix account, go watch the episode Free Churro. It's a complete standalone episode that requires you to know nothing about BoJack Horseman. And it's one of the best half hours of television that I've ever seen. Just watched all, someone. Someone uploaded it on YouTube. Yeah. So and I was able to watch it. Yeah. That like last the closing line of that episode just kills me, but, uh, it's a fantastic. I see you. Yeah. And I kind of knew yeah. like what it was before he came to that realization himself just from how he was saying it. But yeah, it's 
still a gut punch and it's a great great episode and then my other big recommendation is american vandal season two which somehow takes uh like a a prank involving poop and turns it into a serious Mm. true crime documentary uh mockumentary style of course so definitely check those out but Yeah. yeah um Yes, we have. I have considered a Ford Transit Titanium, um, and also if uh, I can't remember if I told Nush uh, to private mens- message me on Instagram or something else, but I meant Instagram because mm-hmm. I know your Instagram and you have it because you responded to that one Instagram where uh, uh, people said uh, oh, that's Eric Pedersen says, "Do you have a PO box?" Um, I'll talk to you later, Eric, about that. Anyway, let's get to these questions right now. Yes. Jacob Sapiro, thank you for your donation. Hey. What are some cars you wish sold better so there'd be more used examples? For me, it's the first gener- generation IS350. Uh, I think that's uh, Lexus IS350 5MT. Yeah. Um, I think the last generation of a lot of the manuals uh, uh, manual wagons. I wish there were more of them around. Nush wishes there were more Fieros, even though, see, the thing about cars I wish I would have sold better so there would be more of them. The stuff I want is the name of my channel. I want those otherwise normal, regular stuff, but just weird stuff about them, usually manuals. That That's that's what I want. That's yeah. Quinn Dickinson. We'll, we'll get to that. Um. Cars I wish I said sold better. Uh, so be more of them. Hmm. Again, my desirable cars are just everyday stuff. I mean, I wish the... Well, how well did the AMC Eagle actually sell? Uh, I guess... Because that's... Brief, kind of, briefly? I mean, I remember one growing up. My neighbor had one. Yeah. I mean, John Toner over here asks if you could own any car in the world, what would it be? And that's my answer. Yeah. Like a late 80s AMC Eagle. And the thing is, is that they, they're they not ubiquitous, but what is, what are, are the Cutlass Sierras everywhere in my friggin' neighborhood, everywhere in my grandmother's old neighborhood, everywhere in my sister's neighborhood. I don't know what it is about these cars that they are the spotted lantern fly of the <laughs> automobile. It's yeah. just they there's no escape. Iced Inc. says, I just want to hear my username out loud again. Iced Inc. Nobody ever seems to get the joke. Iced Ice Inc. Iced Inc. Take a shower then. I'm not a f I'm not ashamed to say I didn't get it. No, neither because did I. I it's think a literally a lot of times. Yeah. Oh, can I mention real quick the, yeah, go ahead. the Dunkin' Donuts girls that I was stuck behind for a half an hour? I would have yeah. been here like 20 minutes sooner. Yeah. Uh, but basically they ordered all, like four teenage girls, each o- with an order more complicated than the one before her. And every time a new drink would show up at the end of the counter, they would, you know, take the drink and then sit there because they had more stuff coming. And I'm just like, Ugh. like, how much did you order? And then the last one is uh the person shouts out uh iced coffee uh shot of hazelnut extra cream four sugars i'm like who on earth is drinking this and and you know she's gonna be amped all night yeah this is insane I and, 
Oh, go ahead. No, I just wanted a coffee. I just wanted a coffee. Mm-hmm. And Dunkin' Donuts is apparently rebranding to just Dunkin'. Like, they're getting rid of the donuts because, you know, that works so well for IHOP. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just... Uh, why is that Dunkin' Donuts always so lit at, like... 6 30 <laughs> on a wednesday night with old people and teenagers and at hikers yeah and the tvs are just set to trash tv all the time it's always like cnn or fox news i go in the middle of the day it's always montel if he's still on or whatever the equivalent of that is you know uh, i apologize we let the super chat go for so long when i went to reset it because you know it wants to go to the bottom it chopped the top ones off, like everything after I stink. Huh, wait a minute. Let me go see. see. the one it's at right now is Matt Kelly, but we got to go all the way back to the beginning, and it's not letting me go all the way back Let's to the see. beginning. Live chat. Um, all messages are visible. Oh, wait. If I think, I think if I go um, open a new window here. Open a new window here. Open new window go to YouTube and go into my manager, I think then I can see all of them. So you see what's going to happen there. I have three windows open on this old laptop. That's probably why it chugs like this. Yeah. I'm getting no... So um, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning here um, with these messages. Click on the icon. Yeah, even clicking takes a while. Video manager. That, it finally went in. Video manager, scroll down. No, wait, it's under community. That's right. Click. Now we wait for the community (laughs) thing to open. There it is. We go down to Super Chat. Wait for it. Wait there. for it. There is Ice Inc. Now we got to go scroll all the way through this. That was last podcast. This is... All right. Yeah, here we are. All right. Um, There's Jacob Sapir. Okay, Ice Inc. I just want to hear my username read out loud again. Nobody seems to get the joke. I stink. There was a $1 with a message redacted. Uh, message deleted. Dollar. Thank you that. Will Robinson says... Were there themes of your marching band shows? Hell yeah, there were. (laughs) First, 1996, freshman year, or rather. Yeah, the 1996 show. That was New Age. A New Age. Kyla's Journey. I think by David Arkenstone? Or is that somebody else? Like New Age how? New Age music. Like, as in, like, the, the audio representation of, of, of an amethyst? <laughs> of just... No, it's it's generally, we were just said, new age, and I think we just called it Kyla's Journey. <laughs> That's going to be burning my... Br- uh, I'm going to be singing that song on my deathbed. <laughs> Just go look up Kyla's journey, and this Kyla's is like, journey. man, this is, <laughs> the like, looking back, our our marching band show probably could have been called <laughs> Incarta 1997, <laughs> and like <laughs> like boot up music, <laughs> but like that was like, you know, Kenny G was blowing strong, 
in the late 90s. So, yeah. Um, sophomore year. Crap. Sophomore year, I think, was, was our Irish show, which was probably insensitive by today's standards. But it was just Irish music. Hmm. Hell, why not? It's 1997. Riverdance, the hell oh, out of everything. How was that so popular? Like Michael Flatley and Riverdance p- playing sold out shows yeah. night after night everywhere in the world. Wasps want to see a spectacle. Mm. The um, Cirque du Soleil of its time. I it's f- more highbrow than the circus. I forget what... I forget what the junior year show was. Mm. I think senior year was Bernstein's Mass. Uh, Leonard Bernstein. Leonard's, yeah. We just did Bernstein's Mass. So yeah, there were themes to our marching band shows. Now our indoor shows were incredible. Indoor drumline, that's an East Coast thing. Matt Kelly says, 1991 Prelude W4SI, 9,000 miles, five speed for $5,000. Good price. Depends on rust, man. Get under <coughs> underneath that car. Start looking up inside the wheel wells. Look at rocker panels. You're going to have, you're going to go to advanced auto parts and get that little magnet on a telescoping stick. Put a little bit of felt on the end of it, or even a tissue with a rubber band around it. And you're going to go around that car checking for Bondo. As long as that thing is strong, uh, making a strong magnetic connection, it's good. If it starts to get weak, that means the car was repaired there, and that's where you haggle down to, like, you want to get that car for, like, 4000 Is there any way to have this, like, side-by-side with the live chat? Uh, Just so, so like, we can yeah. inject some non-Super Chat questions so yeah. they don't feel left out? When we get to the very top, since this is just a web page, it eventually will have to find our way back in. Yeah. Um, let's, let's see here. What up, uh, TK here? If a person doesn't have kids, what happens when they get old? Well, you got to have money to have in-home care. Mm. That's a practical thing. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. have to pay your way, and you probably will have some cash if you're smart and saved it up because you didn't spend it on kids. Yeah, R slash child free. Yeah, that you're just gonna have to hire a help. Long run, that probably would be less expensive than college. Workforce five twenty. Didn't she rent an Impala and she really liked it? Yeah, my mom. uh, This is from a long time ago and not even I remembered it. So great memory, Workforce 520. Uh, She did rent an Impala while her car was in, while the Malibu was in the shop for the 11,000th time. Uh, And she did really enjoy it. It's just the problem is that doesn't fit the needs that she has now. Yeah. Which, I mean, an Impala, she had a great time with that car, but it's just not enough seating, not enough really, um, you know big uh entertainment value thing i don't know no, if jo- it's a private message this may be uh nush thanks for the invite but i'm shopping holding bags right now you need to get homer on he's a fountain of car knowledge yeah nush i totally need to get homer on your homer well i mean how homer many from, other homers homers from more car care yeah. yeah i'd feel a little like i respect the man so much it's like me having bruce hen on that in my own way with super reliable and successful people, I feel I, 
I don't want to say starstruck, but let's go with the brown dwarf. <laughs> uh, that I'm in reverence of them and feel slightly unworthy in their presence. And to something Homer would say, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, he, he just, he, he's one of the senior guys at Moyer's Car Care, and he's a tow truck driver. Why am I enamored or deeply respectful of something like that? Well, they, they, they can do something I can't. Yeah. Like that time when, what, what did we end up, we were working on Sally. Yeah. And we had to call a uh, strut and I, I stripped the threads on a, uh, oh, it's like the stabilizer bar. It, it wasn't the, it wasn't the control arm because there's rack and pinions. I mean, not Tyron and. I think it's yeah. It's they had like it was a stabilizer bar. Yeah, and he came um, on, out of his own like day. Yeah, and just whatever. I mean, he just came up the road. I tried to pay him, and he said no. Yeah, great mm. salt of the earth guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Frank Porsche Prosha Prosha says, "Hey guys, we sent an email already, but if there are there any plans to come to Long Island? Um, not at this moment. No plan. No Long Island plans. I'm sorry to say." My dad would love to have you guys review his 1959 Chevrolet Apache Stepside. That's a pickup truck. An accurate restoration. Sounds sounds great. Um, but yeah, no no Long Island plans. Long Island is what it is there. It's, it's an island not just from having technically water on all sides, but barricaded from the rest of New York State by the five boroughs. Didn't you ride your motorcycle there once? Yes. Or a motorcycle there once? My first Suzuki GS500, I rode to Long Island through Manhattan, mm-hmm. through Midtown Tunnel. I enjoyed that. Of course, I was also in my 20s and a little bit fearless on that thing, but it was a mentally exhausting thing to go through uh, the Big Apple. Yeah, the amount of alertness that is required yeah. of you while you're on a bike like that in a city that is as much of a jungle of steel and mm-hmm. inattentive pedestrians as New York. Eric Pedersen says, hell yeah, I don't need strippers and cocaine. Okay, good. <laughs> that makes it easier for your bachelor party. That Yeah, there's more options. I'm not a fun person in real life. I like being around other people who are fun. That's why I like Juliet and Bryce Johnson from New Zealand. Uh, That's why I like Matt Farah. He's fun. I don't know how to orchestrate fun. I just want to be in the general presence of things happening. Yeah, it's nice to be around people who are the energy rather than you having to be the energy. Because I have to fake the energy. That's why having car meets take so much out of me. I'd rather have other popular YouTubers or something else to like have real extroverts who recharge their batteries by being around people versus me who drains his batteries by being around people. It's weird. After my first RCR meet and I got over the anxiety and then really after the UK, suddenly like the meets became like my favorite thing. Like I have no, you know... I'm not going to say I have no anxiety, but I have pretty close to no anxiety because everyone is so nice. Like yeah. if the part of my anxiety before was less that, um, okay, everyone expects you to be on. It's more that I'm expecting someone's going to come up to me and just be like, hey, Roman, you suck. 
And then oh. it's just, what am I supposed to say to that? Like when you're saying it to my face, you know, um, it's cause I'm not like a, a confrontational person. I don't like conflict mm-hmm. at all, but, uh, I've literally never had a car show of ours where I ran into anyone who was anything less than just the most pleasant people. And I feel like we're incredibly fortunate in that regard. And just to answer Josh Wiseau's question real quick, um, because he had asked earlier what I thought of the NXT wrestler uh, Lars Sullivan. NXT is a uh, WWE's um, minor league okay. uh, developmental territory. Uh, Lars Sullivan is the one wrestler who is. Uh, I feel like all of us who have lists have to stick together. So uh, I'm rooting for Lars Sullivan on the main roster. He's such an oddly proportioned man in a Brock Lesnar kind of way, but even more so than Brock because the guy has a huge head, a massive chest. And then like his waist kind of starts to slim out. And then he has these tree trunk legs and he's just has this enormous lisp, but he cuts really good promos and has a very imposing voice. And every time they sh- uh, film him coming out, they do it so that the camera's way down there to make him appear taller than he is. Yeah. But yeah. And my other favorite NXT wrestlers, I'm just going to say like Velveteen Dream and also Ricochet because us Puerto Ricans have to stick together. So nice. rock and roll. That's a good name, Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Ivan, two times. What's the best car for a zombie apocalypse? The best car is a motorcycle. Because when everybody flees, they always show people in zombie movies like after things went wrong. Um, they kind of did it a little bit with uh, the de- the remake of Day of the Dead or Day Dawn of, of, Dawn Dawn of, of the, the Dead, Dead when they made the remake of that. That it took place in a mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they showed people crashing and stuff. But when always there's a mass panic, there's always traffic jams. You got to think laterally what gets through traffic motorcycles do what can go off road there are motorcycles that can do that um you need a and i'm going to talk about this in an upcoming video you need a dual sport motorcycle with an extended tank and racks on the sides for you to strap gas cans Mm. now people think they need a big truck that will be useful if you need to somehow defend things. But if you don't have to do that to begin with, if you can just get out of the infected zone, most motorcycles with an extended tank, you'd have a range of about 400 miles. You can get out ahead of everybody. And if you're, if, if your team also has these, you can have a rendezvous point. So if you get separated, you keep going. Now, yes, a motorcycle, you can be knocked off of it. Yes. But you can also drive and shoot in any direction. You just have to get really good at using a pistol with, uh, or, or get good at uh, the, because we're talking about fantasy here, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have your your Glock, your fully automatic Glock, and you're going to have to learn how to use it with your left hand, because you're going to be using a throttle with the right, or, or you have a sawed-off shotgun, and you get two shots, just kaboom, kaboom. And then that thing, that thing, uh, that thing, uh, the barrel of that's covered in Velcro, so you can just slap it to your tank and it'll stick. And then you have your Glock with the extended clip on it, and you just, and that's your backup. And by that time, you're out of it. Yeah, you'll be fine. 
what you need are the spiky uh, knuckle dusters. <laughs> just, you know, have those right into the uh, yeah. brainstem of the zombies. In yeah. question. The problem is, is that having a team or anyone you care about is the surest way to assure, ensure that you do not survive a zombie oh, apocalypse. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because once you're worrying about other people, rather, you need to Mad Max it, you oh. know? Like, you gotta be a solo, a loner, just out there on your own. Also, I kind of worry if you're on a motorcycle and you have the gas tanks that they're gonna get like punctured mm. or that like people are going to be all hey if i can't have the gas i don't want you to have it either yeah. and also doesn't the gas go bad after a while like if this is an extended apocalypse that has no cure if this and- is extended apocalypse that has no cure gas is good for about six months mm. um before it starts to varnish but if you're smart you'll have a, a thing of stay bill that'll keep that thing going for a year mm. um now you would probably need diesel in the long run because diesel can run off of vegetable oil, watch off other things and buy. But if we're talking that, are you going to be mobile for that long or are you going to find a place to dig in? Yeah, you like find some secluded place, possibly a shack along the AT where no one can come without you hearing them. You're going to need a place with like, and speaking of AT, there are fire towers. Mm-hmm. If you can get one of those, height rules. Yeah. Yeah. Because presumably these are not climbing zombies. I mean, although the Romero zombies, I think, can work doorknobs. Yeah. But I don't know if they can navigate ladders. But if we're just talking like Walking Dead, like current Walking Dead zombies, Mm -hmm. where all they do is just slovenly, you know, slink around, uh, then you're not having to worry about them navigating a ladder. Mm Mm-hmm. You're just, you stay up there, you're safe. You come down for supplies every now and then, you know, Mm. Uh, raid the old general store, get whatever rice hasn't already been taken. Yeah. You're probably eating the rice like dry anyway of (laughs) nutrients. Um, And then you just, you know, shit off the side of the tower. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lucas Draw says, do you, do either you think that Cadillac Lincoln and Buick will ever have youth appeal? That's not their brand. They're not supposed to have youth appeal. Yeah. Maybe Cadillac, yes. Cadillac is good if you want to um if you want to feel like your presence matters to other people. I mean, Lincoln and Buick, you know, someone recommended to your mom a Lincoln Mark L or something like that, mm. which I I'm assuming is an SUV of some type. Um if you if there are youths who want luxury, then yes. But if we're talking something that's fun, these are not fun driving cars, but that's not their point. I think the Cadillac CTS did a lot for the brand of Cadillac because it proved that they could move. And there are some people who like that. And let's be honest, it's, it's, you can get them with a stick shift and an LS and it's a wagon that hauls ass. That is cool. But in only small islands of outliers, will those cars have ever have youth appeal? So, so to answer your question, Lucas, it's no. Uh, Scally Wiggs, 1247, says, My wife wants to get a CX-5 Mazda. I sh- should I buy it? Uh, so you want me to get involved in your marriage disputes? <laughs> my, see, my wife wants... Well, what do you want? No that's that's the thing of suddenly it becomes marriage counseling yeah you're sitting in there with a mediator who wants who just wants to get to the root of what this car is really about yeah you know because it's not about it's not about a mazda and it's not about the brand of it 
Why did you phrase the question, my wife wants? Yeah. Which means, which says to me that you don't want it. And it also applies that you're the only one who can get it for her. In that, like, if she had her own source of income, she would presumably get this car herself. Or you could, like, do a halvesies on it. I don't know. It's, uh, It's tough because, you know... It might be better off in the long run if you don't get her this thing that you will grow to resent her for having made you get, which I mean, I, and I say make you, but like no one can really make you do anything, but at the end of the day, it's, it's up to you. It's just, are you going to be resentful? Because the worst thing in the world for any kind of relationship is passive aggressiveness. So then once the passive aggressive jibes start getting in about this CX five Mazda that Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't have been bought in the first place. I get, okay. I guess we're just saying no. I forgot to hit record on the thing. Oh, it's fine. I plugged it in. I'll get it off the internet. It's fine. Uh, Um, yeah, but in a very Susie Orman type of way, I'm just going to hit denied on the CX. Steve Price is good on the references. My wife is not the issue here. I hope that my wife will someday learn to live on her allowance, which is ample. <laughs> um, pronounce Sack Shaw We V Nouveau. If you guys are good at ragging on Subaru and their drivers, does the comedy just ride itself? Oh, you are good at ragging on Subaru and their drivers. Does the comedy just ride itself? Or is it just hard as any other car type or owner? Oh, is it easier to, to rag on Subarus? The comedy is there, and I also drive a Subaru. So I, I live that life every single day. So it is easier to rag. For me, it is easier to rag on Subarus than it is other cars because I own one. Thank you for your donation. Jeff V says, question or not for you, but for the audience. Okay. So this is for our audience then. Weirdest place you've listened to the RCR podcast. I'm regrouting my shower right now. That oh. sucks. Yeah, but yeah, podcasts are good for when you're doing just scraping and squatting and kneeing and kneeling. Yeah. Uh, strangest place. I, I've the only podcast I've listened to involving us is past smoking tire episodes to yeah. remind myself that I really was there at his studio. Yeah. I played one of those for uh my mom in her car once, which was interesting. I mean, my mom doesn't really have like she grew up in New York, so she doesn't really care about appropriateness uh <laughs> and hearing what we talked about on at least the first one, I think. Oh yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's kind of a weird thing of like i'll never get used to the sound of my own voice especially now editing the new rcr stories of after a while you kind of forget that this is your voice yeah and it's this depersonalization Mm -hmm. that suddenly oh okay um i said that as opposed to me saying all right this guy i i almost think of it the nick who recorded that line as a separate nick of like why would you say it that way dude but yeah Jeff V. Thank you for your donation, Jeff. Question not for you, but... Oh, we just oh, did we that. Did. <laughs> JSB225 wouldn't be a show without you. Thoughts on the Super Speeders channel, Rob Ferretti. Uh, also, do you think it would be a mistake to pass on a 2000 LS1 vet to keep... 
my O2 Trans Am. Well, if you want to keep your Trans Am, oh, early 2000 vets. You don't see them too often. Yeah, no, it's fine. If if your Trans Am is what you like, and there will always, always be C5 vets for sale. Don't worry. <laughs> so cheap. Yeah, keep your Trans Am. You can pass on that vet. Plus, why did you say LS1? Oh, yeah, right, because the LS1, LS2. Yeah, keep your Trans Am. You'll be fine. I love how this guy, uh, Mark Dumagpi, uh, got his uh, message held for review because of the word your mom. Because uh, he said you should get your mom a 2016 Lexus ES 350. But, yeah, this is the age we live in now. Ah, the correct pronunciation of Chuck Palahniuk is Chuck Polonik. 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 That's how it's That's how they pronounce. My favorite Chuck Palahniuk book. The only one I read was Fight Club and the first few pages of Choke. Yeah, that same here. Uh, I mean, I know that, I, I guess, you know, bad, bad lit major or English major. But I'd rather just listen to Chuck Palahniuk give lectures. Yeah. He's a fun talking guy. Yeah. Eric Pedersen says, can it have a V8? If so, then Tahoe Expedition. We answered that one. That's 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 massive. Yeah. Bobcat says, hey guys, it's Nush. Hot sauce on the way. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yep. It's for any Pepto you may require. <laughs> <laughs> I I put too much of the sphincter shrinkter on my uh 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 rice bowl last night. But if I just put like a quarter of a teaspoon and like mix it in with something, tasty. Mm. It needs like an emulsifier to go with it, like butter. Yeah. And then it helps. Because, I mean, Nush uh, is trying to collect all the hot sauces from the YouTube channel Hot Ones. Ah. Uh, <coughs> ah. Yeah. And he yeah. had some of them, including the bomb and stuff like that. You open it. I was like, this isn't fun. He had like raging fool, mad stuff. It's so it's burning. Yeah. And I'm having little bits of it and we were eating crackers on the we were eating crackers and hot sauce on the parts counter down at Moore's car care yesterday. Hmm. <laughs> um uh Projurin XL just says Kia Sedona. It's an option. I mean, I was because I had targeted advertising pop that up for me. Uh, they're like, oh, with third row seating and you know integrated blah 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 but that was like the new model so i don't know how much the used ones are going for but it's something to look into so yeah jamie alvarez no question but thank you for your donation jamie Mm -hmm. joshua savage says review my honda grom yes i want to get my hands on a honda grom they're great uh i was sitting on that and now suzu and now yamaha or kawasaki has an equivalent mini bike you'll love the repaint here, looks like an Easter egg. I'm gonna put my Very good. Right there. Um. Uh, my poop comes from my butt. Favorite Limp Biscuit song, the one with, uh, the Roland. What is it? Oh, Some... Yeah, it's just Roland. Roland. Yeah, Roland is my favorite. <laughs> oh, mine is Break Stuff. Ah, how could I forget Break Stuff? Gosh, the early two thousands, man. A simpler time. Gus Wagner says, Ford Escape, I can only see old people driving them. That and Park Rangers when we started RCR in the early teens. Yeah. 
Ford Escape. I mean, it's just a small SUV. Slightly shittier RAV4. Quinn Dickinson says, Going to H2i with my 184,000-mile Volvo S80. Going for my buddy... Uh, going for my buddy when his modded Del Sol gets impounded by, ah, you're going to be the ride home, gets impounded by Ocean City Police Fire. I, I don't understand wanting to go to H2I. I guess people go to H2I because it, that's where you go. But it's, it's it's people who want to mortgage their future on pleasure now, and that's not who I am. Also got to get my two friends together for a view with our S80s with the T6 and the V6 and the I6. Uh, yeah. Just stay on my radar, Quinn. You know how to do it. Nutty 5.0 says, Will you review my Road Blasters arcade? Yes. If you're the guy in Birdsboro who has the uh, home arcade, including Road Blasters, we got to go down there someday. Um, yeah, I want to review this. If this is the guy who I'm thinking of, uh, a guy said he has a favorite, my favorite arcade game. Just what? called Road Blasters. A guy who has I'll, a bunch of arcade cabinets. I remember talking about Road Blasters. Yeah. He lives down in Birdsboro. So I've never actually played it before. It's it's a racing game and you have unlimited lives but limited fuel. When you hmm. run out of gas, the game's over. Hmm. And as you drive along, there's like blue there's like green balls, which is fuel, and red balls, which is reserve fuel. Hmm. So yeah. Um Brian Weebly at the top. I have to oh. pee, so maybe you can answer. Right. I want uh, Bryson Webley. Uh, why is the image of the old man in the phone store who doesn't want an internet phone? I want my Nokia. So sad. Um, perhaps it's because it's someone just um, fighting against the creep of time. You know, uh, we don't want things to change. Every time we think we finally understand something and then time moves along and changes the thing into something new that we now have to relearn how to understand, then it feels like the world isn't really that fair. You know, it feels like we're stuck in a rut where no matter how much we try to fit into this place, we're always going to be uh, an anachronism. We're never really going to fit in because every time I learn how to use my Nokia, suddenly now I'm expected to have a smartphone. And then I finally get a smartphone. Now I'm expected to have like the newest model smartphone. It's like you can't keep ahead of time. You can't even keep pace with it. So that's kind of why it feels sad. I mean, there are a lot of older people who don't have smartphones because they like the feel of buttons. And I, me, I was someone who held out on smartphones for so long because I needed buttons. Like, why would you not want buttons that you can feel so that you can text in your pocket without having to look because you know that the thing that you're typing and what it's saying, and you know exactly where you're going to without having to look. Now, granted, I've sent a lot of uh, unintelligible text messages that way, but eventually when I got on smartphones, I it was inconceivable to me that I would ever go back to, you know, sort of... I guess analog technology, but um, I guess I'm racing against ever being that old man, but I know that eventually it's going to happen unless I die at some point before that does. But it's always something where you want to be able to stay ahead of 
of obsolescence. You don't want to become an obsolete person or feel like you're becoming an obsolete person. And so we always have that race against obsolescence in ourselves and in the time in which we live. So I think that's why that whole, um, I don't want an internet phone, I want my old Nokia, why it's so sad and why it's just something that you don't necessarily uh, think is, I, I don't know, it's just a sad image, but it is what it is. Brian or Bryson Weebly says, oh, we just, oh, we just yeah. did that. Sorry. Burgundy burnouts hey! wouldn't be a podcast without you. There isn't a specific car, but there's a specific brand. I wish, I wish stayed around. More of a statement than a question, but I'll yeah. take it. Um, I think checkered Studebaker is the idea. I like being around, but Studebaker is the, I Studebaker. When I think of Studebaker, I think of a 50 cent piece. Hmm. Like, I like that they exist and they still work, but we have no point for that big coin. Yeah. I mean, one of the brands that is uh, Pontiac, because I'm seriously considering not this one coming up, but like the one after uh, for an RCR story is just the death of Pontiac. Ah. Because it's something that I feel is... I mean, I don't know how interesting the story actually is or will be, but mm -hmm. ultimately it's something where... I feel everybody has some measure of connection to it. Yeah. You know, more so than the one that's coming out in the next like two, three weeks that, uh, you know, it's, it's a well-known story, but I don't know how many people are necessarily going to identify it. It's more of a true crime podcast. Sort of right. Thing. But yeah, it, it, Pontiac is one of those brands that, you know, it's iconic in its own way, as far as especially regular cars sort mm -hmm. of go. So yeah. Iced Inc. With all seriousness, and thank you for your second donation, Iced Inc. With all seriousness, can't wait for to see you guys in Austin next month. Oh, looking forward to see you too. Bringing my hearse down. Great. Fresh off the set of Fear of... Fear the Walking Dead, Dead. which is the Walking Dead spinoff, which was briefly better than the original show and now is somehow worse. Ah. Um, or depending on who you ask. It has fake bullet holes and everything in it. I'd like to see how you make fake bullet holes. Oh, you know, I, I guess you could just with fake bullet holes, you could just oh, it's either going to be stickies yeah. or they're going to take a very heavy metal punch and just a hammer and just go boom, boom, boom down the side. Do you, you, you ever see those like decals that you can get yeah. on your hood that are just stickers of bullet holes and it kind of oh, from people who get those are assholes. Yeah, it's like truck nuts. But yeah. uh, two quick uh, non-super chat. Uh, Lenny Face for president says, please thank your pilot friend i assume uh, tony airlines for me um we had a twitter convo about my future in aviation and tips on studying so uh yes definitely we'll do that and then jackson bennett asks who else watches steve 1989 mre info he just uploaded two videos nice i watch steve 1989 mre info and i don't know how these things are necessarily how they qualify as edible <laughs> um i remember is this the guy who eats those those military yeah yeah the i remember going to world war ii weekend over at the um the I mid that again this year it's always the first weekend in january like every year and uh august no uh june june oh yeah sorry. yeah yeah and the thing is that they had a whole like this guy had tupperware container tupperware container tupperware container all filled to the brim with um uh mres of various 
variety. So you have like a Salisbury steak thing. And I, and like in the best of conditions, right. a Salisbury steak is not going no. to be your ideal thing. But, you know, and they come in these huge bags too. Um, and uh, they even list that, you know, these are already three years old, <laughs> but, you know, they, they'll, they'll keep forever. And I, I kind of consider 100% it. of your daily allowance of salt. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Fat. I should have looked on the back for the nutrition info just to see how crazy those numbers would be. Appalachian through hikers don't like MREs. They don't like carrying them. They'll eat them if they find them. But uh, they are very heavy. There's too much wrapping. Every ounce counts. So they rarely take it with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think you mentioned to me one time, might have been off mic, that uh, Pop-Tarts are a big thing. Pop-Tarts, yeah. Uh, the, which... the maximum calories, minimum weight. Mm. Very nice. And mm. they don't have to be sort of heated up. No. I mean, most people... It's always strange. Like, they're... Even as a kid, when I would have a Pop-Tart, I would always just kind of have it, like, just room yeah. temperature. Pop-Tarts are hard to regulate. You need a toaster oven, and honestly, you almost have to put them in on an oven setting to get them perfect. Yeah. They are good perfect, but now looking back, it's all corn syrup. God damn it, I can't eat that. <laughs> There's also uh, some flavors of Pop-Tarts back in the day that would be perfect if you ate them frozen. Like a s'mores Pop-Tart yeah. frozen is delightful. But, I mean, you know, when you're 15 and you have a s'mores Pop-Tart, it's fresh out of the freezer, and it's got, like, that chewiness to it, and it's cold, and it's like eating ice cream. It's just fantastic. Ugh. Bryce Taylor. Thank you, Bryce. Thoughts on a Porsche 944 as an auto autocross project? Well, uh, that that path is so well worn it might as well be macadam. Great, good, <laughs> have fun. You'll have a blast. Wonderful. Say hi to all the Miata people for me. You'll have fun. Great. Oh, I'll take this next one. It's uh, my friend Monica who lives in New York, uh, just donating to let you know I'm here. Hi, Nick. Hi, Monica. I also saw that later on you mentioned how you had to run, so sorry I didn't mention that in time, but uh, good to see you. She actually went on a uh, rescue mission to save a bunch of dogs who were about to be euthanized in North Carolina. So she loaded up her uh, Subaru and just kind of went on the road trip and saved uh, some dogs. Subaru with a bunch of dogs in it. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So thank you for the donation, Monica. Yeah. Sorry to knock Subaru. Oh, speaking of Subaru, I got an email from someone who knows you up in Rochester, and it's not who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, someone the... someone with a Subaru that has uh, the Ghostbusters logo. Is on oh, yeah. No, that's Monica. Oh, same person. But okay. It's not Rochester. Uh, she lives... Uh, well, I don't. I forget the town, but maybe it's near Rochester. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what it is with like Rochester. I mean, Rochester's freaking great place. Like, I, if I had to like move somewhere that wasn't here, I would love to live in Rochester. Rochester and Richmond are two places that I would love to live. They're amazing huh. cities or towns. City, yeah, cities. Let's yeah. go with that. Zeke, that gamer geek, interested in a 2004 Envoy XUV. The one with the trunk bed in the back and the rolling roof they only made for two years? Uh, is that a Chevy Avalanche? It's got the factory option 5.3 Vortec, Northwest Virginia. Oh, you're offering me a car. Um, 
Your make models, thank you so much for your donation. You didn't have to do that, but thank you. I will use it easily. Uh, your make model city state regular cars at gmail.com. In fact, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop saying that. Just go on YouTube and go on YouTube and type how to submit a car to regular car reviews. I made a video that shows you how to do it. Or even better, you can go to our subreddit r slash regular car reviews, and the very first sticky post on the top of that page is a link to that video mm-hmm. of how to submit to regular car reviews. Mm-hmm. So, uh, depending on if whatever you find more easy and convenient. Crazy Ivan two times says Mr. Rar's zombie plan is illegal class three guns. Look, society has collapsed. It's I don't collapsed. need a class three license. I can have a machine gun if I want it. That's the point of a zombie apocalypse plan. In a zombie apocalypse, there is no more law, nor <laughs> is there order. You know, and it's like if I want, I can say I'm the president. And <laughs> unless there's someone there with a big enough gun to challenge me on that. <laughs> They're not going to, you know, it's just lawlessness, you know, is, is the rule of the day. Yeah. The only rule is that there are no rules. DJP. Ah, 2112. Great song. Rush. 500 yen. Hey guys, greeting from J.A. Pan. Shout out. uh, That was a Navy E thing. Love your show. I have been a Patreon donor since the start. Thank, Thank you. you. We uh, we use Patreon money to travel, and we will see you in Austin in three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Uh, sent you an email a while back regarding a possible RCR Japan. I don't know how logistically possible we could do that. Um, it's going to Planet Japan. Yeah. Um, again, Fixer needed maybe more than one. I get off the plane and then I'm a I'm going to be very subconscious about being a like a white American in Japan. Mm. I'm not even, you know, I can't fake an Australian accent to get around and be liked better. Yeah. Uh, like Do I want to go to Japan? Well, kind of. But that's always been a bucket list location of mine in the weird sort of um, nostalgia for a place you've never been and a life you never led. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that way about three specific places, and it's uh, the UK, Japan, and um, the southern United States. Because I get a very weird nostalgia for like 1970s honky-tonk bars, oh. uh, pl- put in, putting Conway Twitty on the jukebox. I fucking love Conway Twitty. Mm-hmm. Oh, live stream offline. Yeah, well. Up, live stream offline. It'll come back. It'll come back. Well, for those of you uh, watching, uh, it's working on your phone. It's working on my phone, but... Uh, we have to see what sort of... I'm going to wave here, and we're going to see... It always lags behind. Uh, so, when yeah, it comes so back. Well, it's working on my phone, so... Yeah, I guess here we it's go. Okay, up. there. Okay. Uh, sorry for the interruption, um, but we are back. You didn't miss anything. So, and to people listening on iTunes or Holy wherever else, shit. you know, oh, late shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, <laughs> sorry. We just noticed the a very... gigantic super chat just came in. Yeah. Well, everybody else can see it. Yeah. yeah we will uh, get to you. Well, yeah. Trust. Um, uh, Inviticus Knox says both your favorite retro gaming consoles and games. Okay. It's either going to be Sega Genesis 
Ooh, unexpected. Or Sega Dreamcast. Now Double we, unexpected. Right? So, I mean, my my house was a Sega house. Ah. So we had a Genesis, like the second generation version of it. Uh, uh, yeah. And my favorite game on that was Streets of Rage 2. Good know, choice. That was a game. Complete with all like 90s like R&B, R&B t- slash techno and kind of the both of them. They had this one track which suspiciously, <laughs> suspiciously, <laughs> suspiciously sounded like uh, regulators. <laughs> oh, wait, is that technically New Jack? Uh, you, depends on the year, mm. Um, I want to say. Because uh, I think that's more of like a late 80s, early 90s thing, mm. which I guess Streets of Rage 2 would have been. Streets of Rage 2 is 92 or 93. Yeah, so yeah, sure. Oh, God damn it. Streets of Rage 2 and 92 or 93, the LA riots, same year. Streets of Rage. Damn. Damn. Timing. Mine is, uh, I mean, I was a PlayStation household, honestly. Well, I mean, and also a Nintendo household. And also, uh, like, okay, over the generations, I owned a system from each of the major console ones. Like, when I was very little, I had a Super NES. Uh, When I was a little bit older, I had a Genesis. And then when I was, like in around seventh grade i got a playstation um and uh i think i ended up getting an n64 for christmas off of like that was resold or whatever but long story short is all of my favorite memories are playstation games even though i adored super nintendo and everything but i mean like final fantasy 7 like i don't know what kind of person i would be without that game Actually, I, I might have gotten laid more often, but the whole idea is that, like, with uh, games like Final Fantasy VII, with, like, Parappa the Rapper, Tomb Raider 2, Twisted Metal 2, like, yeah. all the golden oldies that were in the prime of, you know, that type of uh, period, you know, um, yeah. those were, like, some of my favorite memories. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy IX, all those great things. Um, but there are things that I have great love and memories for on every system. Like for me, the best Mario Kart game is Double Dash on GameCube, which I had in college. Um, Ocarina of Time on the N64. Can't go wrong. Uh, I had Sega Channel and played uh, Comic Zone on that. Brilliant game. Uh, You know, and uh, Super Nintendo, it's like you can't go wrong with like Mario World or any of those... uh, platform games from the age i even had home alone 2 the movie the game which i mean i remember how long it took me to beat that thing it was insane but i always loved you know the level where you're in the house that he has to sort of like set up and rig and do all those things to uh and you needed to get keys to specific doors it was a very weird game yeah but uh all licensed movie games were weird games back then the uh what was it the Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Oh, yeah. yeah with the, the um, they actually filmed, like, you know, yeah. actors against the... Uh, What's and, your favorite Jean-Claude movie? Oh, uh, it is... Um, oh. Uh, Were we talking about this yeah, before? We, uh, uh, yeah, but I don't think I said what my favorite... It's Bloodsport and then everything else. Okay. Um, <laughs> although Kickboxer is up there solely for, um, you know, Jean-Claude... It, that's the movie that tells me he can act because kickboxer you know, yeah 
because just the way that he reacts to his brother getting paralyzed by mm. like the big bad of that movie mm. and you know it's every single bad thing that can happen to a hero in a movie of mm. like the bad guy paralyzes his brother uh rapes his girlfriend uh stabs his master's dog uh just basically all these it's almost like an old western in a way mm. and then they have their final battle and it's uh uh like a Taipei death match type thing where your hands are wrapped in uh, hemp <laughs> dipped in resin and then dipped again in broken glass. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you fight. But no, I prefer um, blood sport solely for just the Kumite itself is kind of absurd mm -hmm. in that, like it's this underground fighting tournament with the best, most badass fighters mm -hmm. from all over the world. But also like you're doing this thing that is supposedly illegal, but I, I don't know. It's just strange. Uh, it's such a strange and wonderful movie because it's like Rocky. If you know, well, Rocky if Rocky won, but mm. also Rocky if, you know, his English was barely in touch. Actually, no, that's also true of Rocky. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know. I just love Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Uh, Cyborg is really underrated, too. Uh, it's po the post-apocalypse one, where he has to get this android with the cure for the apocalypse to, like, a certain place. Um, hmm. And, yeah, there are a lot of really, like, he made a lot of good movies, you know, double impact where he's like plays twins and uh, they're just casually throwing around the F word, like the F A word as oh. because it's the early nineties yeah. and people don't really view it as that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maxible says, Hey, RCR crew from the ATL. I guess it means Atlanta from the Atlanta. Yep. So glad y'all decided to combine toilet humor with autos. I have a couple of interesting cards if you're ever down south. We will be again. It's simply too easy. Um, don't know when, but that's what the Patreon budget is for. And thank you to everybody who donates. And thank you to you who are helping me do this. I think we're going to get... It's 9 o'clock. I think I'm going to get the sign. The sign. The sign. We mate legit got good pop music and no one remembers. <laughs> if I over opened up a, a, a burlesque club, I would call it Lace of Bass. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's like Bojack Horseman good pun. <laughs> that is or like something that's just in the background of like it's the not only do the flashback to the nineties. Yeah. No, the not oh, I just realized the nineties song doesn't have like one of those flashback era songs. Mm. But uh, and I love those. You know, another nineties grunge song. Mm -hmm. Everyone in friend new. Yeah. Mark Walters, thank you for donation. Have you seen that Honda is re-releasing the Moto Cub Club? Moto Club? Moto Club. I, I don't know what the Moto Club is. I thought you meant the Cub, the little scooter, but that never existed in the United States. No, I don't know what the Moto Club is. And M.H. Taylor, thank you for your donation. Keeping my promise to donate when I watch you guys live. Well, thank you, thank Taylor, you so for doing this. Yeah. Um, glad the support. Thank you, too. Derek Majorkic. Myronic? Myronic? I remember. Yeah, you're here almost all the time. No question, just chucking some money at you guys. Thank, well, thank you, you, Derek. Thank you, thank so you much. Derek, so much. 
Scrolling down. Crazy Ivan again. Crazy Ivan two times. Sirius, what is both of your war? Oh. Uh, oh, shit hits the fan plan. World uh, something. Oh, your shit hits the oh, fan plan. Oh, like the plan. apocalypse thing? Like yeah. if the apocalypse happens, what is our plan? I am not a prepper, but since you've asked this question, let's see what I have at hand. Um, my plan is simply to die with some measure of my dignity intact as I hold this Albie Award on my shoulder like a pirate's parrot. Um, because realistically, I'm not going to make it. We all know it. I have horrible anxiety and no discernible survival skills. Nothing I can really contribute to this, uh, to a survival community, except this incredible hot physique. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, I've got nothing to donate unless they need entertainment. I have my Kelty backpack. It's 45, 45 liters, I think. I mean, I need to get a gossamer. And uh, this is like, this is, I can ride a motorcycle with this on. My plan is to get on this with the motorcycle, but that's the where my plan ends. <laughs> like, where realistically would I go? Like, you know, this apartment isn't too bad as a holdout because it's up a few floors. Yeah, you're going to hear him coming. Yeah. Scratching at the door. Yeah. But I don't have like a supply of food. So when you think shit hits the fan, you have to leave. But the thing is, we're already in the country. This is kind of where people would come to. Yeah. I mean... All right. So shit hits the fan. Let's say you need the basic stuff. You need food and water. Yes. Um, I would load this up with smart water bottles. I have a, uh, a Sawyer filter, which is good for like hundreds of gallons. Mm. So as long as I had a water source and as long as I have food, like I could have about five days worth of food and a shelter and, and my down quilt in here, the compressible one. Um, as long as I had enough food, uh, and a water source, which exists everywhere, um, I could survive probably for about 12 days. Now, if we're talking now where people are in combat with each other. Oh, like open war between the villages? Yeah. Where Now, now things change, and I don't really have a chance. I don't have some any weapons. Of course, like if that's the case, I'm going to my parents' house where the guns are and getting one of them. So I have a chance. Yeah, because, I mean, like, how, what am I going to do against, you know, the various faction leaders, like the man with the bullet farm? You know, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I mean, all I can do is die, really. I mean, of course, I say that, and the ones who survive are typically the ones who aren't a threat at all. And how threatening am I really going to be? Although, you know, I don't know. Get a scary looking AR-15 and you'll be fine or get a Glock. Nope. I know exactly the firearm I would want. It would be a collapsible 22 rifle because I can hold thousands of rounds. Now, of course, if I'm going to be walking, that's weight. Yes. The AT teaches you that weight isn't good. You could have 100 rounds of 22 and be fine. It's like, oh, it's better than a sharp stick. Are we talking about other people with body armor? Are we talking stalking people like a 22 rifle with a scope? You're going to be using that rifle to hunt for food. 
And now, now if we're talking that, maybe you'd want a shotgun. But again, all of that is weight. And if you're going to be carrying it with you, of course, in my scenario, my scenario is a motorcycle scenario. And of course, if I'm have to hide, the bike's not going to work. I can't take it on a trail because everything around here is rocky. Yeah. So I know where the water sources are and I could get to it with about a day's walk from here where fresh water is. I'm talking spring water, which you really can't drink. You still have to filter, but I'd be good. Now, food like, um, oh, what was the uh, uh, William S. Burroughs poem? Because uh, uh, what keeps mankind alive? And it's this line that says, food is the first thing morals follow on. Mm. So, mm. so once you like first things, food, you need water, food, shelter. Guys, we could go on with our plans here. Yeah, we got to I mean, keep this thing going. Because realistically, I would probably just hole up in a Cabela's or something. But because <laughs> presumably like all the weapons you would need are there. The Cabela's yeah. is an armory unto itself. Yeah. And along with um, various, uh, you know. Like instantly someone would come there and be the warlord. Yeah. I would climb up on that fake mountain all, all in the that middle. Fake mountain and just set up a throne there. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, all right. Next one. Here we go. Dan, Dan Dunlop. Dunlop. Oh. Thank you for your donation, Dan. Thank you. Good evening. Looking down to driving down to the Austin meet. Please do. Please come. Oh, I'm sorry, but a 4,200 round trip is a bit of gamble uh, uh, for my... I guess he's up in Canada. Four, 42,000... Oh, round trip, so he's 2,000 miles away. So he's probably Pacific Northwest or maybe around us where he's is. Maybe. Where we are. A bit of gamble for my 382,000 mile... Uh, Subaru regardless. Hope you guys have fun as Harris Hill. We will. Yes. I can't wait for Harris Hill. I could spend days there. Uh, it's qu- going to be fun. Quick question from the guy, uh, MRGW982. Wait, where are the car meets for Austin? I don't have the address in front of me, but it's the Onnit Academy. O-N-N-I-T in Austin, Texas. I'll make a post on on probably uh, one of those still pictures you can put on YouTube. Yeah, just says RCR Car Meet. It's going to be at the Onnit offices. There are other offices in the Onnit Academy are the same built in yeah, the same more building. or less. So it's the same parking lot. Um. So O N N I T Austin Onnit Austin. That's where it is. Uh, and it's on Saturday, Saturday before the, we leave, like because we get on the plane twentieth. Yeah. The so 20th next day. yeah. Um, Saturday the twelfth, the nineteenth. Yeah. yeah, because wait, fourth, fifth. No, you're right. The twentieth. Okay. Yeah, Saturday the twentieth. Um, does anybody else have slow mode on? It's annoying. Yeah, I put slow mode on so we can read the questions that come by, so you can wait before you spam the channel. David Van, uh, thank you for your donation, David. Thank you. Any plans for North? Interesting steel up in Wisconsin. Notwithstanding my elderly brown Volvo wagon. Yeah, stuff north of Chicago I'd like to do. Um, uh, Mike Steinberg recommended up uh, going up there. There's all sorts of places in the country I'd like to go, but right now we're focused on RCR Austin. And then after that, it's wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. Up <laughs> down. 
I love the random uh, uh, merch suggestions right there. Make the the super chat sign uh, into a limited run sticker. Yeah, <laughs> or an RCR branded pre workout and fiber boost. <laughs> <laughs> um. Not Ben one oh one. Uh why don't you buy a car with an app? I'm not sure if I understand this question. Like like use an app to buy a car? Because I do have the Craigslist or a Craigslist app on my phone that I use to peruse do my car perusing. Yeah. And I'm always on that, but I'm in an area where that has kind of a lousy selection. And also they kind of get bombarded with those dealership ads that are in there that I You keep can select it to just go user, like like yeah. owner. So you mm. don't get the dealer ads. Yeah. Why don't you buy a car with an app or a car that has an app on it, like modern cars? Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe they mean appetizer. <laughs> Bryce Taylor. Thank you, Bryce. Plus, I'd like to say I'm racing in a Porsche. You, yo, you get to say you're racing in a Porsche. Of course. Yes. A Porsche. Of course. <laughs> Bojack Horseman has never owned a Porsche. Of course. Oh. <laughs> I think it was always just like Teslas, but I don't know what. And Bojack Horseman was seeing in the 80s, in the 80s flashback, he was driving a C4 Corvette. No, I'm sorry. In the 90s, he was driving a C4, early 90s C4 Corvette. In the 80s one, he was driving a convertible BMW 325i, I think, an old one. Which also, I think Princess Carolyn was also driving. Yeah, they, they she did one of those songs. It, it was a 2007 song, like generic Miranda <laughs> 2007 song. <laughs> I just love how like the businesses in the background change to accommodate <laughs> the various uh, time periods. M. H. Taylor says had to donate again. Well, thank you so thank much. You. In response to hiking with MREs in the Marines, we strip them down before hiking. Exactly, you take you get away all the wrappers. I'll bet. Do you even throw away the plastic utensils and just eat with a knife to save weight and waste? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, what would you even realistically need the utensils for? It's kind of just get the food out of the way, and it's it's eating out of utilitarian reasons, not to enjoy yeah. it. I need calories. Speaking yes. of calories, I've been drinking booze on an empty stomach, and now I'm really feeling sheets, but I know I should cook dinner. Yeah. Why, why does it, when you get the drunk munchies, you just want the, uh, is it right, gastronomical? Is that the right word? For what? Uh, food. Oh, the, that it's sort it's of- comes straight from The Simpsons, is a Simpsons quote. Oh, I don't know. Lamentably, no. My gastronomical capacity knows no satiety. It's like Homer Simpson uh, was trying to memorize something, but he got the vocabulary t- tape to listen to in his sleep instead. Oh. Anyway, um, I want the food equivalent of a heated blanket, ah, which makes me want, you know, tots from sheets. Yeah, but it's like, you know, going back to an ex-girlfriend and or backsliding in a relationship. It's like what you 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 wake up in the morning regretting the entire yeah. encounter. I know. I get a little bit of that when I'm drunk in the early hours and I go back on Twitter to you know who. Yeah. And just read what she's doing. 
mostly it's just like i hate trump for just a bunch for like three <laughs> heavy scrolls it's like okay now it's like this is your move now you're in your 30s your career hasn't gone the direction you wanted and you're an activist now yeah. great great I i'll bet you were a thrill at parties i'm the same way with the <laughs> i like i read it and i'm like oh yeah i don't care anymore i'm the same way with unimaginative my, i'm the same way with my you know who but like i care possibly too much so i have to uh. like stop myself and also because it's like a stupid thing to do like why would i ever do that which is funny because when i ran into that ex like two weeks ago, I was on the podcast and I mentioned the ex-girlfriend that I had, which was the last ex-girlfriend that I had eight years ago, mm -hmm. uh, back when like we were like first oh, becoming yeah. friends. Uh, well, longer than that because I met you in 08. But uh, the yes, I like mayonnaise on my sandwiches. Yes, yes we light, light. You don't have to go heavy. Yeah. I used to go heavy with like the Oscar dude mayonnaise and mustard on, but on opposite breads. Yes. One piece of bread gets the mayonnaise, the other gets the mustard, and then you layer, I know this is a terrible food, but you layer <laughs> the individual slices of American cheese and the Oscar Mayer bologna. You layer them five deep. So as you bite through them, it's like uh, firm, soft, firm, soft, firm, soft as you bite through. Very nice. I'm sorry, continue. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I always had it in my mind that when I ran into that, if I ever ran into that ex again, that... I would have so much to tell because so much has changed in my life in the last eight years. And then randomly, like I bring that up and that weekend I run into her like serving hamburgers at my local like fall festival, you know, for this stand. God, I want sliders now. Yeah. They're fan the, the, I mean, it was a fantastic burger, but like we did small talk and then I realized like I didn't care. Like, I thought I would care and I didn't care. And it's that the most wonderful feeling in the world where you think that this person who, you know, you had invested so much of your own self-worth into and whose um, comments caused you to have so much doubt about yourself for so long that you could run into them again and suddenly you don't want to tell them off be, and you don't want to like even say anything that's going on in your life because at the end of the day it's like you live your life i live mine like there's nothing in our eyes i could see like there's nothing that a conversation is going to do to benefit either of us we haven't thought about each other in mm -hmm. that long yeah so that's but that's more or less what ruined relationships for me but now i'm in that point where i kind of want to maybe be in one again i don't know it's just i feel i miss the feeling of belonging to somebody so it's that weird sense i've spent like way too many years just kind of like you know in the joey diaz way like slinging dick yeah and it's not really as fulfilling as you would think gotta answer that one then oh thoughts on puritan literature i did my uh thesis on uh scarlet letter when I think of Puritan literature, I think about people running off to the far end of the field to masturbate into a ravine and then punch <laughs> themselves in the face because they came without God's consent. <laughs> that is such a line. <laughs> that's uh, that's one of those things that I just think with the more puritanical sorts, they want to kind of uh, govern the ways in which people consume. It's, it's like this. How many layers can... Joey Diaz, yo, how many layers are you going to put between this and the monkey? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Oh, I never noticed. There's not actually anything in her cup. 
this award is empty and on a bunch of levels i'm just glad that i have an award (laughs) um that it's not even mine i didn't win it i was 10 years old when this award was given out so who really cares but yes (sighs) it's uh very nice it's very nice indeed and i love how well maintained she is um (laughs) she is very well maintained i mean hang on i gotta get this up up front yeah let me let me cue up the thing so i can uh, give you stage direction oh yeah yeah or a little bit back 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 back. right there is good look all the detail it's exquisite you can see her makeup and all the other like definitions and lines and creases in her face uh yeah this is a 20 out of 10 would date um so yes, I'm just gonna hold on to this award, this one dollar and fifty cent award that my mother found in a goodwill that she bought as a decoration for her home, and then I decided, hey, let me bring this thing because it'll make a nice prop for the podcast. Um, I am perfectly fine dating this person. Cool. JSB two two five said, "Have you heard of the ninety three Mercury Capri XR two? Nope." I believe it has a turbo Mazda engine. That'd be good. My mom has one sitting in her driveway for the past 15 years. Uh Uh-oh. That means there's oil sitting in the turbo. That's old and bad. And uh, that sounds like a project and a half. That's like, like that's two summers to fix that. But no, I I, I never heard of that. Mm. Uh, Red Speeder 98 says, do you think Pontiac deserves a second chance? Fuck no. <laughs> is there any company that takes Camaros and retrofits? There is a company. Yeah, I saw them at the Jacob Javits Center. Um, or is it too late for redemption? It's too late. Look, narratives have to end. Yeah. They just have to go. Like there's, it's it's kind of like remaking a movie after a certain point. Oh, For instance, The Predator. Uh the new Predator movie came out. It completely bombed. And it's to the point where, you know, they had plans for sequels, but this underperformed, so it's probably not going to get them. And also, apparently, the movie was terrible, so why are you going to keep bringing back this franchise that, frankly, it was one good movie? Yeah. And then, and it's the same thing with The Terminator. It was two good movies. Uh-huh. Everything else after that has been a disaster. Yeah. Not even a disaster. I mean, I would insult a, a flaming uh, dumpster if I called the movies mm-hmm. that follow T2 a dumpster fire. Yeah. But it's just, why are you going to keep... And now they're bringing back, like, Arnold and Linda Hamilton, and they're going to try to, like, reboot the whole thing again. It's like, just let it go. How much China money is in this, in the international market? I It kind of has to be a China-motivated thing, because... You know, that's the only reason Pacific Rim got a sequel. Um, and Die Hard with The Rock. Oh, uh, uh, Skyscraper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Rampage is probably going to get a sequel because it did really well in China. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. They love The Rock over there. I mean, we like The Rock yeah. here. It's just, you know. Were we talking about The Rock's cheat day pictures on Instagram? Uh, we might have. but Where it's just a stack of... Of stack of donuts or like yeah. him and like, I am going to eat 20 pancakes. Yeah. Or like French toast. And then he has like two pitchers of chocolate milk. <laughs> uh, like to be able to like, do you get, does he get a cheat day once a month or is it once a week? I don't know. But considering the amount of time he probably spends exercising, 
I almost feel like he could get away with once a week. <laughs> like, I mean, if The Rock gets a little flabby, he's still The Rock. Right. You know, it's he could still, you know, snap my head off like Thanos eliminating mm. half the universe. There was this one on Hot Ones. Uh, uh, they were interviewing somebody like a football player or something like that or he had an Instagram or something like that. But he had this one thing that on his cheat days, he gets gets up extra early <laughs> to just get ahead. So he has more hours in the day to just eat ah. all the stuff. Imagine having that type of gym and fitness discipline that maybe let's let, let's say you get one cheat day a month or something like that, where for, for the entire amount of week, it's just steamed vegetables uh, steamed vegetables like quinoa and just boiled chicken, like very mm. basics of food in moderate amounts, like the exact amount of calories you need, no more. Yeah. And you're drinking water and stuff, but then one day you can just, uh, what's a good term? Um, you can go yard <laughs> the whole day. Go to a KFC order, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you just eat until you puke? Or, or would you would would the day be just uh, just waiting for yourself to get hungry again? You go into a strip mall and go to each of the food establishments there, and then just pile all the things you get on top of each other. Right. It's like I went into a KFC, got an order of chicken. Oh, there's a Cold Stone next door. Pile that on top of the chicken. <laughs> yeah. We are doing chicken and Sundays. Yeah. It's like me and like I haven't eaten Taco Bell in a long, long time, but I used to order two chalupas. And hate myself halfway through the second. Mm. But but they were my long motorcycle trips. Man, now that I have a bike I can legitimately go on long versions on. Um, you're going to see a review of my DR, but I've since sold it and bought a sport bike. and Which I'm going to go in depth about this bike that was a colossal failure for, for uh, Suzuki. It's an amazing bike, but it didn't sell. Mm. Amazing in that it, it 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 appeals to a very specific market, and that market is me. <laughs> um, but uh, I used to go on these long bike rides to go visit friends. Like I'd be pack my clothes into my saddlebags and stuff. This is yeah. before I met you. Yeah. Oh wait, I took you for a ride on a motorcycle once. Yeah. Yeah, it's an open mic night. Yeah. And uh but that that was the style of bike that I had. Mm. Um but I, I I'd go for like six hour rides. I I rode out to Pittsburgh and stuff like that. And when I was on the road on the bike, it'd be Taco Bell. And mm. I'm like, for some reason that, that fit, but I couldn't get through the second chalupa. But I had this thing when I'd go into a gas station, I'd get the Starbucks double shot and a honey bun. And looking back how terrible that was for you. It's just not sugar and caffeine. But I get on that bike and I'm just, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Burgundy Burnouts. Hey, again. Uh, found a good con condition Subi six speed for the fire. Oh yeah, for your uh, he's making a for those of you who don't know Burgundy Burnouts is making an all wheel drive Firebird. Uh, uh, found a good condition Subaru six speed transmission for the Firebird STI build time to build the tranny tunnel. Great, that thing's gonna be amazing. I, I um man, it's it can't just be me who's gonna drive Burgundy Burnouts' all wheel drive Firebird. 
just bring the whole it's got to be other youtubers who drive that thing yeah okay now the big one uh wow 150 dollars super chat i i will spend it wisely i hope it's okay that i will use some of that money to buy myself a beer or two at philly airport on the way to austin mm. Or maybe take people out to, but that's the weird thing. Like the guys from Wanted are probably going to try to treat us. But anyway, um, I didn't know I could donate on here. Cool. Love your channel. I love your humor. Enjoy the money. And we will. We will. Maybe even go to Japan and review cars with the money. Japan. I am in. I respect that I enjoy your motorcycles and I enjoy your cars and I am intimidated and embarrassed as a white American of European descent being there. I will not be able to ignore who I am. And I need to talk to Tim Strickler more. I wonder if Tim Strickler gets a, uh, has a good time in Japan because he's super tall. Yeah, he's now I'm being I'm being stereotypical toward Japanese that they like tall people. Do they like tall people? Is that the stereotype? Yeah. Oh. Eh? I mean, all I know is, you know, he's tall here. I can't imagine yeah. how tall he would be over there. He's six two? Yeah. But I mean like in comparison. Yeah. Cause I mean I like a just way shorter than Tim. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Japan. Japan. Like, I kind of would want Tim to go with us. Like, if we had, like, big time money, it'd be the three of us. Because yeah. Tim would kind of know and he'd like it. Yeah. Oh, I would love it. But, I mean, I that's because I wouldn't really... I think it's been in my head for so long and I've been consuming so many. JSB says 225 says you can't do worse than Logan Paul. When he went to Japan, what'd he do? Oh, uh, he filmed, uh, oh, in the suicide forest. The suicide forest. Oh, uh, so yeah, okay. I don't know how he's still allowed to yeah. make videos, but like, I, I think yeah. if I went to Japan, I just wouldn't say a word. Cause I was, uh, I'd be afraid to say anything that could in the longest sight line be considered offensive yeah like i i am an interloper here yeah please i hi hello i'm american i'm sorry please i'm sorry about everything yeah joda 175 says don't let the fact that you're white stop you from enjoying one of the most enjoyable places to visit okay. i have no doubt that it's enjoyable my friend courtney lives there and uh you know she's as white as the driven snow but she's always wanted to sort of be in Japan and live there. And so I, she knows more about the culture than, you know, I would. Mm -hmm. So it's something. Yeah. Randy Bish. Hey, Randy. Uh, Randy. Say, yeah. He lives in, um, he moved from Pittsburgh. He was one of, uh, Tim's ah. uh, mutual friends through oh, Tim. Cool. Um, he was in that cats in the cradle video that we, that, we were doing a point of view drive and we came to a stoplight and we started singing cats in the cradle for oh, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I really can't be, um, I, I, I can't recall the video to save my life, but anyway, yeah, Randy, thanks for the $10. Uh, hello from Detroit's newest auto engineer. Hey, please put this towards a streaming machine with a chipset that was not offered as a Lay's limited time flavor. 
<laughs> yeah. So what? I just need a better laptop. That's it, or mayhaps? What did we said? Streaming, streaming machine. Okay, yeah, better laptop. Yeah. I don't know much about laptops. This is the only laptop I ever had. Wait, I had a mom's hand me down Dell something or other. But I don't. I, I know how to build computers like desktops, but laptops. I'm just uh. Because I look at laptops as disposable because I'm all about, like, getting heat in and out. So I always looked at laptops as impotent. So what's a good laptop? I don't know. All my laptops have been Toshiba, and they've been fine. Like, it, anything that goes wrong with them is more me than, I think, the mm. machine itself. Just because, again, like, I don't know dick about laptops so i i mean i grew up with you know the family pc and then i had my own like desktop and then eventually i was like i want to go places and you know oh mgr mrgw982 said uh to use a desktop for streaming which i was opposed would mean like filming over there yeah but then my computer is huge yeah he has an enormous screen so Uh, uh, one option is to just build another editing computer <laughs> and just move that computer over to this desk right here yeah. and just run some wires over. Yeah. Uh, but I do need it, but having a lappy um, for the road. It's mobility. It it's, is mobility. You can take your stuff with you. In the long term, I think that's what might happen. Whenever that becomes obsolete, and I spent some money on that, like at the very beginning of RCR, like it's been four years and that computer's bought, it's still amazing. Yeah. So I built that thing right. I haven't needed to do anything to it other than occasionally take the case outside and just blow all the dust out of it. Mm. It's fine. I, oh, and I added like an extra three terabyte hard drive to it. Hmm. To just store all the extra footage. Very nice. Except this Albie Award for <laughs> such a perfect build. Uh, I don't even... Well, yeah, I need the optical drive for Windows 7. <laughs> build a new one. It would still be running Windows 7. So I know you said no more Super Chat questions. Signs, signs everywhere, the signs. But this isn't a question. And, and thank you. I will make an exception for you. Um, here is some money for that zombie apocalypse prep. <laughs> good uh good good time put it toward a, a gossamer backpack <laughs> uh an off-season one of course i gotta get probably what that money's gonna go for is to fix my right knee yeah. i'm going up to geisinger next week to have it look at i think i've been walking on a torn meniscus for five years i busted it playing basketball and just sort of ignored it and it hasn't been a problem but in the past like like it wasn't even a problem when we went to Chicago because I remember getting on the treadmill and just running. Wait, when were you on the treadmill in Chicago? Oh, in the little uh, in the morning, one time before the second the second yeah. shoot, I just went down there and ran, and I didn't have any problem then. So it's only been in the past two months that it's it's consistently hurting every single day. It doesn't hurt now because I'm a drink and scotch. Well, I had the same problem like along my belt line, and I think it's just mostly from working my core i also have like kind of these lipomas that which are just like fatty tissue that are Mm. there that and they're like well sometimes it'll hurt i guess maybe i don't know i vaguely remember the thing but they did all they ran all the tests like it's not a tuma Mm -hmm. um and it's just a bunch of like fatty tissue 500 bucks can build you a great mini t itx 
uh, stream box. Oh, he's talking about building a mini computer. Uh, yeah, have you seen an A AMD ITX motherboard costs? I I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Skin Nats Caps says, "Oh, I missed the super chat again, but here, you, but here you go, you beautiful fucks, go. Thank you, thank and you. we will go. Thank you. thank you, sir. And thank you for thinking we're beautiful. Yeah, like this Albie Award. <laughs> that this is my new girlfriend now." I'm, I, I, I'm, let's let's be realistic she's the only one who can match my impossible standards in life <laughs> and in love Daka Jones 5 no question just missed you last week have a good night guys well, have a and good to night. you as well I Daka Jones possibly the last one I think that is the last one I think we're ready to wrap this thing up here do you want to know how much I love you guys mm -hmm. I love you so much that I have completely missed the season premiere of Survivor to be here so mm. that's how much I love us these RCR fans. And also because I can DVR it on PlayStation View. So who really did, like I can miss Survivor every single mm. week and then just go home and watch it while I'm doing stuff, uh, you know, on the computer webs, mm. like working on the documentary. So it's ready. And oh, and uh, the poll. Uh, yes. Drop, okay. So we did a poll to, uh, or what Brian put out a poll on the regular cars Twitter to ask if people want the next RCR stories, which is going to be either three or four separate videos spread out across the week that we're in Austin or, or whichever is the off week that, you know, um, where there's no video. Um, if we want it spread out throughout the week, or if we want it dropped Netflix style all in one day. And so we, uh, what ended up winning was the, uh, do it all in one day. So it's going to be Netflix style. Except Nick Flix. Except Oh <laughs> Except I'm almost guaranteed that has been used by somebody before. Yeah. But trust me, in three weeks it's gonna be Nick Flix and chill. So mm. yeah. Or so yeah, I don't know. And it will also be uploaded to the podcast. I initially said that even though the videos would be split in parts, that the um podcast version of it would all be one file, but that's completely untenable because they've been produced as separate episodes so ah. there's a beginning middle and an end for each episode yeah so it wouldn't make sense to stitch them all together into one super file so i will just release them as separate audio files for the podcast ah. um i know it's probably going to be more annoying to be downloading all the separate things but then you would just be downloading one big thing anyway so mm -hmm. hopefully you guys enjoy it i've worked stupid hard on it and there are some guest voices on the thing so it's going to be interesting and um it's going to be stupid long so <laughs> hopefully uh you guys have a good time with this but yes and now the weather for wellington new zealand currently the weather is 54 degrees under cloudy skies in wellington new zealand it is 1 p.m and now the extended forecast for Wellington, New Zealand. Today, partly cloudy. The high will be 53 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 42. Sunrise was 6 a.m. Sunset will be 7.22 p.m. Chance of rain 10%. Humidity 56%. Winds are out of the south at 10 miles an hour. With wind chill, it feels 51 degrees. Precipitation, 0 inches. Pressure, 
holding steady at 30 inches of mercury. Visibility, 6 miles. And now the weather. For Coventry, United Kingdom. Time is 2 a.m. Currently, it is 59 degrees under partly cloudy skies. Sunrise was at 7 a.m. Sunset was at 6.52 p.m. Chance of rain, 0%. Humidity, 86%. Winds are out of the south at 2 miles an hour. Wind chill, 59 degrees. Precipitation, 0 inches. Pressure holding steady at 30.4 inches of mercury. Visibility, 9 miles. I should have music while I do this. I wonder if I should end the podcast every way by just doing weather. Why not do the weather? <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I got the drunk munchies. I think I'm going to walk to the grocery store. Um, right. What do I need? Uh, do I need more quinoa? I need onions. I could go for onions. Hmm. Fry some. I need. I need cooking oil. Onions. Cooking oil, onions, uh, frozen fruit for that fruit water thing I eat, so I don't have to drink crap. Mm. Um, it's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> what running uh, through the grocery list? No, or what you're the doll? stroking the doll. Oh yeah, it's no, he's just uh, you know. Bacon. No, I've been. I I I bought a pack of bacon. And that was my treat in the middle of the day. Is bacon and frozen vegetables and things all right guys i'm going to the store we're calling it a night thank you for watching uh rcr podcast thank you to everybody who donated in the super chat thank you to everybody who donates through patreon it's how we get out of mid-state pennsylvania and and go to other places and act like a much larger youtube channel than we really are yes um Thanks for everybody who was talking. Thanks for talking to each other in the regular chat. And thank you again to all the super chat things. Sorry, Justin, why? Yeah, you just got here and that now it's over. But don't worry. You can listen to the whole thing. Hey, you're not supposed to give money, but hey, you gave money. Uh, Emma GR1982 uh, <laughs> said, need Oreos and Roman. Stop stroking that thing creepily. Also, good night. Good night, guys. I'm night, Brian. Guys. And he's Nick. Oh, I'm and we're Nick. done oh, here. Oh, sorry. I didn't know <laughs> you said I'm flying as in you're getting out of here. Didn't know it was a name thing. Hey, I'm we're done. We we're out. Done. We out.